And welcome to another edition of Speaking for Him. And here is your host, Andrew Damasen. Hey, could somebody please get the ladies out of the studio? Andrew's on his way in, but he's having a hard time right now, okay? Can we get him out of here? Get him away from the studio, please. Shut the door, okay? Okay. All right. Well, that was some sort of introduction. Um, and The I, ladies like you, Andrew. Uh, what can I do? I, I like to think so. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm still looking for that one lady, but that's another podcast for another time. And so here we are on another edition of the Speaking for Him podcast, and today we have another movie review. And um, I'm kind of going solo on this review, although I will get some thoughts, hopefully, from Chad throughout the the, the podcast because I think we'll I didn't cover do some my homework. Let's just, some, just say it like it is. Some topics that um, he can comment on, but we do try to watch these films together, so or or together apart, as the case may be. <laughs> You've never together. once invited me over. You never once made me popcorn. Uh, well, we need we need to figure out um, some ways to do some movies together because I do have. Speaking of movies, before we get into this one, a few movies that are coming out um, for Christians in Christian cinema this spring and summer that I do want to review. So we'll have to talk about that off mic. But anyway, here we are today to talk about Ben Hur. Um, and Ben Hur came out in 2016. Is it is a remake of a 1959 Charlton Heston epic, which I have not yet watched. And that one was a remake of a 1925 silent film. So Ben Hur has been done a few times, and we'll get more into that. But first, let's have Chad give our quote of the day. I've seen too much what hate can do. My father is burned up with it. But I've heard of a young rabbi who says forgiveness is greater and love is more powerful than hatred. I believe it. Ben-Hur. And, and I should have um, established that this – well, this is from the movie Ben-Hur. But it's actually um, uh, Ben-Hur's wife, Esther, who gives this quote. And she, of course, is talking about Jesus. Um, and let's run the movie trailer for Ben-Hur, and then I will get into more about the movie. No matter where you're from, this ship is your body. That drum is your heartbeat. And your God is the glory of Rome. Praise believe that. How long were you a slave? Five years. What is your name? Benar. My family was one of the most respected in Jerusalem. Welcome home. Please, I need you to tell me who one's enemies are. Masala, I won't name names until we were betrayed <laughs> by my own brother. Masala! You know we've done nothing wrong. Run's calling for blood. Crucified. No! world you live in is Rome. Their laws, their power. I won't let Masala go unpunished for what he's done to us. Our mother and sister. Was it a quick death? 
Okay, so this was the trailer for Ben-Hur. And I was trying to think as I was watching it what it kind of reminded me of. And I think what it reminded me of the most was probably the Charlton Heston Ten Commandments because you saw in there um, that there was a an Egyptian pharaoh's son who was raised with Moses, and so they were raised as brothers. Of course, this isn't part of the biblical narrative, but they were raised as brothers, basically, uh, even though one of them was Egyptian and one of them was Hebrew. And so when when Moses decides to defend his brothers, his Hebrew brethren, then their brother relationship is over. And that's kind of what I thought of when I thought of the show, because Masala was a Roman who was brought into Ben-Hur's household and they were raised as brothers, but then... They went their separate ways, and there's all kinds of drama associated with that. The first thing I want to say about this film is that I was very confused about the um, timeline for this film. Um, and I found out that the reason why was because because it, it, the book is a lot longer than the movie, which is not surprising, but it covers a lot of years. The book Ben-Hur actually starts with the wise men coming to Jerusalem to find Jesus as an, as a young child. And it follows through the, basically the whole life of Jesus up until the death of Jesus. And I'm not sure if it covers the resurrection or not, but basically when Lou Wallace wrote the book Ben-Hur, his goal was to write, um, a Christian novel. He was a civil war general. He was a civil war general and he took up writing after he got out of the service. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but anyway, he, um, decided to write this book and originally his focus was going to be on the travels of the Magi and he decided to make it the whole story, the whole narrative with Jesus on the outskirts. And focusing in on this rich, um, young prince, basically, Ben-Hur. And so the whole story is him coming to a realization about many things. Masala joins the Roman legion, um, as would be expected of him as an actual Roman, and basically turns his back on the Ben-Hur family, even though they've done so much for him. 
And then throughout the film, you have things like um, him resisting violence, but then um, realizing that he has to do something to help his family. And he ends up uh, helping some zealots um, who are fighting against Rome and then getting falsely accused and put in prison, which leads to the galley where he um, becomes a oarsman on a, one of those big war boats that the Romans had and spends several years doing that before he gets washed up on shore, picked up by a horse trader who then um, trains him to be a chariot driver and then he faces Masala in a chariot race toward the end of the film. And then, of course, wins. Masala is badly injured and at first wants to retaliate against Ben-Hur, and then um, they eventually reconcile. So that's um, the basic um, synopsis of the film. And uh, the interesting thing about it is that the story of Jesus is kind of interwoven throughout, which is kind of neat, except that the timeline was confusing. First time we meet Jesus, he is actually working as a carpenter, um, and uh, Ben-Hur and his wife, Esther, walk past him doing carpentry work, and he says something about loving your enemies and doing good to others. And then he also helps um, Ben-Hur get water when he's being dragged away by the Romans to be put into slavery. And then later on, Ben-Hur would give water to Jesus as he's being led away to Calvary. So there's... There's all these things that happen with Jesus kind of in the periphery. And so I really like it because it covered a lot of the um, last things that Jesus said and things of that nature. And uh, so that part was good. Um, uh, negatives about the movie is because of the constraints of time, I'm sure. Because like I've heard that the Charlton Heston Ben-Hur is about an hour or an hour and a half longer than the one that came out a couple of years ago. Um, so I think they, they probably left some plot lines out that they could have carried forth and it could have been um, a little bit less confusing. Um, my favorite character, I think, other than the principals, was Esther, Ben-Hur's wife, because she was very faithful to Jesus. She was committed to being a loving person and a loving wife, even when Ben-Hur was struggling and not going through, um, uh, not, not doing well. And I think the biggest lesson that I took away from the film was just that God changes lives and he really, through the whole of the, of the movie, Ben-Hur really goes, um, through a metamorphosis from being kind of an angry guy to then kind of being at the foot of the cross weeping. And that's really what the cross does for us is it changes us. Um, hopefully, I mean, I, th I actually, I think it changes everybody. Either you're hardened toward it and become even more hard than you were, or it softens you and you get to know the master who hung on the cross for us. So I do think it changes, um, everyone. And then, um, my least favorite, I don't think I had a specific least favorite. Um, I didn't like the Roman soldiers, but um, 
it was cool that they, um, you know, they were Romans. So that's, they acted the way they were supposed to act. And it was just neat seeing, um, how Ben-Hur went through his trials. He got in a shipwreck and was able to escape, as I said, and he meets up with this horse trader who was played by, um, Morgan Freeman, um, who I don't agree with on a lot of issues, but he certainly can act. And who doesn't? And he's want, got the coolest voice ever. Yeah, who doesn't want uh, Morgan Freeman to do a voice in their commercial? I think pretty much everybody. Maybe we should have him redo your uh, um, outro. Um, I'll. I won't let Kevin McCreary listen to this episode, or if he does, <laughs> I will apologize. No, that would be interesting, I'm, I'm wouldn't so, it? Sorry, um, Kevin. Yeah. I, I didn't know a that was your name and b that that would you know I, I thought it was a joke. But anyway, yes, <laughs> um, we'll move on. But yeah, we should have Kevin back on the show, and you can explain that whole thing to him. Oh, uh, but anyway, I think I'll be sick that day. <laughs> here we go, and uh, continuing on. Um, just I liked how forgiveness was displayed in the film. That's probably the biggest lesson here was the fact that forgiveness is possible. But it's only possible through through Jesus. And even though that Amen. wasn't spoken implicitly, it I mean it wasn't spoken explicitly. It was spoken implicitly. And I really liked the way they did that. And so um I am just going to wrap this up and let you know that I would rate this film a solid four out of five. That's um, good. And I really encourage um, people to watch this film. If you have young children, um, you might want to consider that before you do. There is violence. There's not a lot of goriness to the violence. But I would still say um, tweens to younger teens um, would be the youngest that I would recommend to watch this film. But I would encourage you. I'm pretty sure you can pick it up on DVD at this point. Or it is currently streaming, um, at least at this point, as of this recording, free on Amazon Prime. So if you use Amazon Prime for your shipping anyway, um, there's a lot of free video content that's available to you if you have Amazon Prime. So check out Ben-Hur 2016 version on Amazon Prime. Give it a watch. Eventually, I'm, I think I may, um, start reviewing some classic films. So I may come back to this and, and, uh, after I've viewed Charlton Heston's, we will see. Um, we'll see what happens. I hope that you are enjoying the Speaking Firm podcast. We're still um, looking to see how we can make this show better. So please give us any feedback um, that uh, you want to at the end of the show. Just make sure to keep it civil and uh, free of um, profanity. And we'll be glad to accept it and enjoy it and incorporate what we can into the show. And so we, I, we, I hope that this was an encouragement to you and that you will um, uh, seek out this film to watch it because I think it was very well done and very honoring to Jesus even though it's not specifically uh, a Christian film. So I was very excited about that. And I think that's all I have for you this week. Um, but I, like I said, stay with us. We have exciting things coming up and we're looking forward to it. So this is Andrew Gomison saying, keep serving the best of masters and have a great weekend.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 